is the Spider-Man. Oh, hey, webheads. Welcome to another episode of this. I'm Pete, your host. We're going through The Amazing Spider-Man, issue by issue. And we're up to issue 12? 11? I need to consult my notes. Hold on. And by notes, I mean Kindle Fire. Kindle Fire? Is that what this thing's called? <laughs> we're on issue 12. That's what's important. You can hear that classy. Nothing like the sound of Velcro that really says class, huh? So this issue promises us on the cover, Spider-Man Unmasked. And, you know, we've got this image of Dr. Octopus unmasking Spider-Man. There's Peter Parker's face. Everyone's, you know, gasping. Betty Brant is there, and J. Jonah Jameson is there. Everyone, the whole gang is there seeing, oh my god, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now this may come as a surprise to you, but this, this is where the tradition, I think, kind of starts of promising something that the comic doesn't deliver. I will say that at this point, it's still kind of delivered that. It kind of does and it kind of doesn't. We'll get into it, but it's sort of like... I had a begrudging respect because when I first saw the cover, I was like, okay, this is going to be the ones like, I remember comics, you know, and it would be like, basically every issue is, you know, Wolverine dead? Question mark. And it's like, well, I guess if that really happened, you wouldn't need a question mark, right? I mean, how many things have gone on the covers of comics with a question mark at the end when it's like, well, I mean, you wrote it, you would know, right? So if, if it happened, I don't think you'd put a question mark there. But I got to give it to these older comics because they kind of did it. They sort of deliver on the promise that they give. So uh, when we last la la when we last laughed, when we last left our hero, um, he and Doc Ock had a little fight, and uh, you know, but no one was like the real winner, right? I I recall they were on a face-off style motorboat fight, you know, where. They're both motorboating some bodacious babes, boobs. Or maybe they were like on an actual boat going through the harbor and then crashed and Spider-Man was like, I don't know what happened. Doc Ock must have got thrown clear. So Dr. Octopus is going to other places and committing crimes because he's like, I want a rematch with Spider-Man, right? So he's committing all these crazy crimes like he's, you know, hanging up in a uh, under a bridge and like, getting, I don't know, an armored car or something, and then he's, like, stealing a huge money bag out of some guy's hand as he walks out of a bank by also, like, being up in the ceiling or something. And, like, I don't know, I just thought, this is a really irresponsible bank manager just walking out with that dollar sign bank bag. But um, he's doing all these crimes because he wants a rematch with Spider-Man, and then at some point he's, like, hmm, maybe I'll have to go back to Manhattan to fight Spider-Man to get his attention. And I was like, no fucking shit. Like, since when is Spider-Man out in Pennsylvania? I mean, why would you... For being smart, Dr. Octopus was being dumb as shit at this point. So anyway, there's, there's this great panel where uh, Dr. Octopus calls the Daily Bugle to find out that Betty Brant has returned. You know, J. Jonah Jameson has plowed through like a thousand different secretaries because they're all like reasonable people who I guess weren't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Betty Brant's deal is, what abuse she suffered as a child that makes her think it's an okay way for someone to treat an adult the way J. Jonah Jameson treats her. But there you go. That's what's happening. So she's back. 
And Dr. Octopus calls and he's like, okay, she's back. That means Spider-Man will be back. And there's this great panel of uh, Dr. Octopus hanging up the phone, but it's with his octopus arms with those weird stubby metal fingers on the end. It's kind of funny. Like, if you look at the, the old comics, you know, in the movies and stuff, they make his, uh, his, his arms more like grabber claw-like, a little bit more sinister and probably what a claw at the end of an arm like that would look like. But these, he's got just these little cylindrical fingers, these little stubby-looking fingers. They look like uh, Bender's fingers from Futurama. And so there's this really funny panel, because it's like, someone calls the Daily Bugle, doesn't say anything, and then it's his arm just hanging up the phone is the whole panel. So he's like, good, I know she'll be there. You know what I mean? I got the information. So it's like mysterious, and it's the reveal of like, oh, it was fucking Dr. Octopus! And uh, it was. It was fucking Dr. Octopus. But the panel is just so funny because I'm like, okay, so does this guy, when you're Dr. Octopus, I understand that you use your octopus arms to like climb a building or probably like do weird shit or, but I'm like, do you use, I guess you use your octopus arm to like answer the phone, which is weird because I mean, this is like a 1960s phone, right? So it probably doesn't have like a 50-foot cord. He's probably standing within arm's reach of the phone. And yet he's like using this extra long arm. It's probably coiled around a sofa and then around a credenza and then up onto the table with the phone instead of just reaching with his regular hand. I wonder if his regular hand, you know, has become atrophied or like less dexterous over time because he just uses so much of his uh, octopus hands. I also wonder if like his mechanical arms have caused him to probably be less healthy. You know, he's a, he's a chunky fella most of the time. And I wonder if he's kind of letting this machine do the work for him. And uh, that might be part of, part of why he's always been a little bit of a rotunda. Hard to say. Doesn't explain his haircut though. He could still not have a bowl cut. I mean, that's still an option. Also, I'm not sure what's with the sunglasses. Like, I know at some point he was like, all right, I'm going to put some shit on here so Spider-Man can't web over my eyes. But, I mean, it's not like he's disguising who he is. I think Dr. Octopus is, like, a non-dual identity villain. You know, he's not hiding his identity. I think everyone knows who he is. So there's no, I don't know, mysterious guy. Mysterious guy. Also weird because he's like wearing a costume, right? I would think someone like him probably would not wear a costume because he would just be this practical science man and he'd just end up wearing something super weird like a bathrobe or he would just have pants on and like he would be wearing like women's black tights pants because he'd be like, they're very functional. And he's like, I don't require something on my top half, you know, or he'd wear, I don't know what he would wear. I just can't imagine him putting together a little outfit. But anyway, so Dr. Octopus is headed to fight Spider-Man, and we get a classic Peter Parker cold. This is like a total uh, total standby in Spider-Man comics, which is like, for some reason, he gets these... Now, th- this may be why I've identified with this character, because he gets these like death colds every so often, where basically it's like, he gets a horrible cold, he's weak, He's feverish, and his spider powers kind of slip, too. 
and he just feels like he's going to die. But then, of course, inevitably, something happens, so he has to go out and kick some ass, right? And uh, this is how I always felt as a youth. I always felt like my uh, health suffered from this as well. So I'm kind of there with him. I'm kind of like, I get you, Spider-Man. I know where you're, I know what you're saying. Sometimes you just get sick as fuck, and sometimes you still got shit to do. So anyway, they have a fight, Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus, and uh, Dr. Octopus kicks his ass because, you know, he's sick, and he's just like, why aren't you fighting, fighting back? Like, why are you fighting me like this? This is totally unacceptable. This is not the revenge I was looking for. So he beats the shit out of him easily and unmasks him. And everyone does see this unmasking, like the thing on the cover actually happens. But immediately, everyone assumes that, you know, because Dr. Octopus, like, kidnapped Betty Brandt or whatever, that Peter Parker put on a Spider-Man costume and went after him, but, you know, has no superpowers. And they're like, what an idiot. He could have been killed. You know what I mean? And uh, the proof was in the pudding in that he got his ass handed to him big time. So it does kind of work out what's on the cover. It does kind of happen, but kind of not. And in fact, what happens, or what it just shows on the cover happens, but in such a way that it makes it even more clear that Peter Parker's not Spider-Man. It, like, helps his alibi that this happened. So anyway, uh, Peter Parker goes home, recuperates. He's got, like, a 24-hour bug. Dr. Octopus releases a bunch of animals from the zoo. Spider-Man captures a bunch of them, including a gorilla that climbs a building like King Kong. Except, you know, the gorilla's normal, normal-sized gorilla, although very ripped. I don't know who drew, like, there was a bear and a gorilla, and I was like, He's, I don't know if these animals have the same musculature as humans, but they look like they're in pretty good shape for being in a zoo. So, you know, then Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man fight. They fight and go smashing into, like, a museum storeroom with all these priceless statues and stuff. And these things are, like, getting knocked over and whatever. And I was just like, you know, right now, I know that um, Spider-Man has this bad menace reputation. But I was like, sometimes maybe a little deserved. I mean, it's like they had to fight in this thing. Dr. Octopus knocks over this thing of flammable liquid that bursts into flames somehow. You know, and it's like they're burning down this room full of priceless artifacts, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, even if the fire department gets there and saves some of that, I can't imagine, like, you know, some old column from a temple is really meant to withstand the blast of a fire hose, right? Like, that's probably not in a preservation handbook. If it was, isn't that how they would just, like, un- undig up the, the dinosaur bones? They're using like the tiniest brush, like the one you use to clear the gate in an old film camera. And instead it's like, oh no, we could just just use a giant fire hose like or from a car wash. Just bring a backpack car wash gun, blast that shit, and we're in good shape. So anyway, they have this fight. They burn a bunch of shit. Dr. Octopus gets trapped under a statue. The fire is raging out of control. Spider-Man makes webs himself up a shield like Captain America and runs his way out a window. A little cowardly, doesn't really save Dr. Octopus, and he's like, gee whiz, I hope that uh, the fire department saves him, which they do, and he's, you know, still conveniently knocked out or whatever, so he's easily taken in by the police. And uh, also, Spider-Man conveniently remembered to turn on his camera, so he's got, you know, impossibly great pictures of this fight that he sells to J. Jonah Jameson, 
and that's the end. So it does it does beg a lot of questions, you know. And this is this is why you can't overthink these old comics because it's like, okay, I kind of get why they're like, so Peter Parker's not Spider Man, right? But I also am like, I don't know, man. Like just planting that seed in their minds seems not good, right? That seems like a bad thing. Because then the next time something suspicious happens where they're like, hmm, I wonder. And it's like, you know, that one time, do you remember when Peter Parker went? And everyone's like, yeah, I do remember that. That seems like a, a problematic situation. Um, also, you know, being unmasked that way and whatever. And then I got to believe J. Jonah Jameson at some point is like, these pictures are so impossible. Like, how did he, how does he always get these? And how does he always get these great angles on the fight? I mean, it looks like he was standing in the fight, you know, or like up in this upper corner where he got these beautiful shots of everything happening. How does no one, how does J. Jonah Jameson, he's very irresponsible. I'll say that. But he is my favorite Spider-Man villain, I put in quotes. He's just, he's the best foil. He's got the most personality. But you know, you can't you can't get too uppity with this shit. Because you gotta be honest with yourself and be like, okay, so Spider-Man comes out. This is issue 11. So they've been doing this like less than a year. I mean, they probably at this point even did not know like, this is gonna be around for 100 years. They're gonna make, you know, four or five launches of a movie franchise of this character, you know? Maybe they did, but I don't know. It seems like they were at this point throwing lots of shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. And uh, maybe at this point they had an idea, but I got to believe, you know, they could tell a lot of stories and just be like, eh. Also, it's funny, though, because uh, so this is very early on. And then in issue 200, I think 200. Um, so, you know, Green Goblin famously kills Gwen Stacy, kidnaps her to draw out Spider-Man and then throws her off a bridge. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like parallel to that in that Dr. Octopus kidnaps Betty Brant for the purpose of drawing out Spider-Man. But then once Spider-Man's there, he's like, I don't care about this lady. And also, it's it's sort of like... It's sort of like the wraps up the sad fate of Dr. Octopus, right? Where he's like the... He's always been Spider-Man's greatest nemesis, but at the same time, not his equal. And this kind of like all brings it down where it's like, oh yeah, Green Goblin is his greatest nemesis. And it's like, Dr. Octopus has got to be like, really? Fucking really? But you know, everyone's like, well, I mean, you kidnapped Betty Brandt, but that wasn't like his A number one love of his life. And also, also you didn't throw her off a bridge. So you kind of, kind of, you drew the eyes, but you didn't dot them. You drew the T's, but you didn't cross them. That's the problem. You got sloppy, octopus. All right, everybody. Well, that's that's our show for today. So we're in, done with issue 11. So join us next time for issue number 12? Probably issue number 12. I'm going to say it's a safe bet that it's issue 12. We'll see you next time. Thank you.
time to trade just like a vine. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man.